0: Welcome to a, another episode of the West Life Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Barnett. We are sponsored by West Ashfield Leagues, the best place to watch the game live and loud on Sunday as we take on the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs and also sponsored by NG Pump Solutions. Uh, no big shame tonight. He's um, got early work tomorrow uh, for those who tuned in Tuesday, the big fella did come on for that one, um, yeah, for that show. But uh, we've got Az off the bench again tonight. Thanks for blending as I'll get um, to, to the boys in a second. If you can, give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter, at WestLifePod. Uh, support us and take part in the show. We've had a few, few people join the Patreon this week and jump into the Discord. Uh, plenty going on there this week. Pretty busy... Um, Busy discussions going across the board, not just in regards of, to uh, our saga, but just rugby league in general. It's been um, good fun in the uh, Discord this week. So, yeah, patreon.com forward slash Westlife and YouTube. Give us a subscribe on YouTube, the Westlife channel on there. So, as welcome in, um, as we officially preview the... Bulldogs game on Sunday. How are you nervous heading this game, or are you just kind of at the stage where it's like, oh, uh, do we really even care what happens? What, what are you feeling heading into the Bulldogs game?
1: To be completely honest with you, Josh, I've uh, emotionally checked out of this season for the most part. I feel you. Obviously, I've got the membership. I'm going to keep going to the games, but it just. It seems like there's not much to play for. I think a lot of players are really only going to be playing for contracts now that we've got a new coach uh, who's going to be coming in. It's just a matter of who's going to be there over the next few years, if any of the young guns are going to get a uh, a debut um, or a bit of a chance to, see what, to show us what they've got. Um, I'm heading to the game this weekend, so looking forward to it from that perspective. But, yeah, for the most part, I think I'm just waiting for 2023 now. It's been a bit of a mess this year.
0: Yeah, it's um, yeah. When when there's not much to play for, I mean, mathematically we can still make the eight, but yeah, it's just um, it's tough. It, you can just tell the club we're jettisoning players. We'll talk about Luch, um, yeah, in in a minute. But um, yeah, a guy who who's been busy on the socials this week, Rob Bashara, a lot I- of correspondence this week, um, between the three of us, especially you, but the Westlife socials, we've had a lot of messages and tags and tweets and that sort of thing, um, support of what was a very emotional and, um, yeah, dramatic Tuesday evening episode, to say the least, but, um, yeah, but how, how are you feeling tonight? It's, it seems like it's uh, calmed down a little bit, We and we're going to say a few words just to kind of... Put a bed to this whole nightmare in a second, but um, how are you on this Thursday evening?
2: Yeah, look, uh, been through a range of emotions, Josh, but I'm feeling fine. Um, To all those that reached out to me uh, in particular, uh, thank you very much for the support. I'm actually absolutely flattered, overwhelmed with it all. Um, I'm also disappointed with that response because I didn't realize how much hurt and pain there is out there. Uh, So, yeah, it was uh, mixed feelings, you know, not nice to be, you know, feeling the love and all that. But at the same time, you know, some of the stories that I heard and, and you know, the feedback I was getting, it, it's just really sad because you're talking about, you know, the upcoming game on the weekend. We're basically embarking on our longest pre-season in history for 2023. <laughs> this is a preseason game, guys. Yeah. We've got We've got a dozen games left for the year or so, 11 games or whatever it is. And then we're going to have trials next year. This is a trial now to see who's going to be our fullback, who's going to be our halves, who's going to be our centres. For me personally, there's no interest in going to the game. And I feel guilty because I got invited to the game yesterday to, to sit in a corporate box by a Canterbury fan. And I declined it just because there's no hope. What am I going to go to the game for? Even if we win, there's no hope for the season. Our season has been from under us. And, you know, we've rightfully let go of Luciano because, you know, if we can get some salary cap benefit, I get that. But at the same time, that's like just saying season over.
0: This week in Sunday afternoon footy, the West Tigers take on the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs. You can watch all the action live and loud from the lounge at West Ashfield and kickoff is at 4.05 p.m. The countdown is also on for the must-win game for the New South Wales Mighty Blues. They play game two of the state of origin and you can watch all the action live and loud on the big screen then too, which is Sunday, 26th of June. Kickoff is at 7.50pm. Now that night you can enjoy the Gardens State of Origin Burger and beer deal for just $19. For more information, visit West Ashfield's website, westashfield.com.au. Step up and play at the home of West Tigers, West Ashfield, and that they, they are of course at 115 at Liverpool Road Ashfield terms and conditions apply, drink responsibly.
2: So mathematically or not, we've had the season ripped out from under us in terms of what we've done with the coach, with this, that. And I accept we're looking forward to 2023. How do we just time warp into 2023? Like the pain we're going to go through, I don't know how the players get up for it. The biggest challenge Brett Camorley has now is getting the players mentally ready for the weekend. Physically, we can play with Canterbury, but mentally, we're going to be there. And can we be there for 80 minutes. I'm sure we'll be fired up and put in a good 20 or 30 minutes. But what if things go against us like they did in the second half against Manly? What's going to be the reason for the players to say, let's pull this out of the fire. We can do this. They can't make the eight guys. It's just it's just a real disappointing way. I've never had a season end so early in, in terms of how I feel about it. And, you know, the mm. clubs too they wouldn't have got rid of magic if they thought they could make the finals right now you wouldn't get rid of anyone if you think you know there's still hope for the season so so that's really disappointing um look i need to apologize uh for the, the you know f wit comment that i said at the end of a very emotional rant the other day um, we all do and say things that we regret afterwards what i think on or, or don't think of you know the chairman and the ceo is my business and i shouldn't have said it at the time but My emotions were through the roof. What I would say, though, in terms of the derogatory comments that uh, the chairman has thrown towards me and towards the podcast, I sent him an invitation on on Monday at uh, 11.06 a.m. I got a reply with all that abusive sort of derogatory terms. I think it was one fifty or thereabouts in the afternoon. So you can say things in the heat at the moment while you're having a conversation or, or getting worked up. But when you send a text almost three hours later, uh, you've got time to, should I really send this? Should I amend it? Should I do this? Should I do that? Um, so, yeah, I I, I do apologise for that. I apologise in particular to Simon Cook because I know he had a few uh, emails saying, you know, look, you guys sponsor the show. Uh, you know, he shouldn't be dropping words like that. I, I did send Simon a text. Uh, we actually spoke afterwards uh, for a little bit as well and and you know he he understood uh, the emotion of it all and and getting worked up but you know as I said on Twitter the, the venom and rage with with you know as Lee described it with which I you know spew and from my spleen and all this stuff it's from getting kicked in the guts by this club as a supporter as a fan as a member and and that's where the rage is and I think his rage is, he wants the best for the club too. So does Justin Pascoe and they haven't been capable of it. So when you strike a nerve and you call them out and you say you can't do this and we're going backwards, um, I think that's just, you know, probably why I, I got what I got. And as you know, Josh, I've been going on about this for a long time, so... Uh, yeah, it is what it is. But anyway, just thanks to the guys that reached out. And, um, you know, I, I tried my best to reply to everyone and, and give them my time and give them the respect. And and to be fair, you know, a lot of the members that follow our show, they contacted Lee, uh, you know, via email. Uh, they sent emails in that you'd be so proud of, guys, if you saw them. They were, <laughs> the wording and everything was brilliant. And to Lee's credit, he, he replied really nicely. And, and the sad part for me just finally the sad part for me is when the members make all these constructive points and the chairman replies with a perfectly proper and dignified response, except when he was talking about me, but we'll get into that later. Um, and you think, well, hang on, <laughs> the question's been asked, the answer's been given, and we're still going backwards. So so how hopeless is this situation right now? And And that's what hurts, guys. That's all it is, like, like, I want to have that feeling, like I said, when we jumped up when Hastings or Brooksy kicked the field goal. If we do that on Sunday, I'll be happy, but I'm not going to be running out the back like I did with my arms in the air or screaming. And they're like, big deal. The season's over. Who cares if we win? So yeah. well, that, that's my little spiel on that, Josh. So um, I don't know if you want to say more about uh, some of that other stuff.
0: Yeah, we'll, we'll put, we will get to football stuff eventually, but we, we do really want to... Um... Put a pin on this and kind of almost build a bridge, um, and get over it, sort of thing. One thing that we forgot to do on Tuesday night's show, purely because um, kind of my A kind of forgot about to read. There was following cor- more correspondence beyond the message that we um, we brought up on the screen and we talked about. And credit to Lee, he did interact with you a little bit further. Um a day later, by the way. Uh, yeah, the the next day. So it was from Monday that Tuesday. So apologies, you're gonna you guys are gonna have to uh yeah, listen to me read a little bit more because it's we, we kinda want we kinda yeah, want to do due diligence and um put yeah, f- further um clarification.
2: Bit, give me a bit of justice, that's what we want. Yeah, wondering. give
0: him a bit of justice because he came back with a um, a proper email written—that's—is um, a little bit better. So this was Rob. So this was came after your reply text.
2: Uh, after after yeah. I questioned him and I mentioned, you know, my dad, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, and yeah, we, you know, we don't want to go through all that again. But yeah, so yeah, yeah. I did the invite. He gave me that what I think was a, a pretty poor response for a chairman. Two and a half, three hours later, then I replied to him. No, no abuse, no nothing. And then he replied the next day to my shock. And he actually sent the reply uh, via PDF because it was too long to text and he acknowledged that. And he was and he was quite nice about it. And then after I digested what he said, I, I don't think he, he answered every point, even though I kind of said he did. But he pretty much answered most of the things, whether I like the answers or not. And I, and I acknowledge that, as you'll read out in my following response.
0: Right, so... This is uh, obviously Lee. So, hello, Rob. Uh, again, the suggestion that I do not understand the hurt and pain, in quotation marks, our fans have suffered and what it is to what it's like to be a tiger, in quotation marks, is presumpt- presumptively arrogant on your part. Why would you think that all of us within the club do not share in the pain and disappointment of the fans and members? Additionally, the suggestion that it was our CEO who quotation marks, screwed our cap so badly four years ago, is not only erroneous.
2: Erroneous. And he called think. me naive from memory.
0: Yeah, but naive. The CEO is not responsible for the cap as such, but does have the responsibility of overseeing the entire administration. The recruitment and or retention of players is managed by a committee on which sits the coach at, at the time. It is a coach who has quite probably, properly, properly, the loudest voice in the room, and will inevitably secure the players that he wishes to be either recruited or retained. This has unfortunately resulted in a distor- distortion of the, our salary cap in years gone by, but that distortion has now been corrected. I have now doubted your passion. I, I have never doubted your passion or commitment to the club. I am aware of your family's history with it. I am also familiar with your uncle and the extent of his financial commitment as a sponsor, which is warmly welcome. As to whether you choose to become a member or otherwise is entirely a matter for you. Uh, the point which I made that the point which I have made is that I and many others, including all the members, are prepared to commit to this club not only through the support of it but also financially. It is those people in whom I uh, repose great faith and much respect. I do not agree that the club continuously shoots itself in the foot. We have made mistakes in the past. Hindsight is a wonderful thing. It is easy then for others to sit back and pass judgment on decisions which have not uh, not resulted in the outcome hoped for. Uh, all that means is that we try harder moving forwards. And again, I have not doubted your lifelong knowledge of football, nor have I sought to compare it with mine or members of the board. What I take offense to is a suggestion that members of the board do not have any football knowledge, which is something that you have asserted on many occasions and which is wrong. As to saying on the radio that we were sitting 14th or 15th in the ladder as opposed to 13th, where we had moved to as a result of the bye and other results in the round. Well, excuse me for the error. It is not as if we got to 13th on our merits. I understand the concept of accountability, having successfully managed a very large business for many years, but I do know that employing people who are qualified and have the necessary experience is all that we can do, and then we must hope for the right outcome. If the outcome is not as desired, then this does not itself reflect poorly in the management who employed the individual in the first place. The appointment of Michael Maguire was universally applauded at the time. He was eminently qualified for the, for the role. It did not work out as the club had hoped. Does this mean that the original decision was wrong and those who made it uh, accountable for the results? Question mark. I have invested millions of dollars into this club as its major sponsor for many years, and I do so because I've been privileged enough to witness the absolute passion and commitment of all those involved in the organization, including our CEO." I would not have done otherwise. As I've said, mistakes have been made and no doubt will be made again, but this does not in any way compromise the passion and commitment of those engaged in the administration. I do hope that this exchange of communications has now provided some clarity as to our permission, uh, position. Regards, Lee Haja Pentalis. So, um, yeah, Rob, so obviously you're... Let me get my breath back. Just give me your thoughts on that. Yeah, yeah, sure. To, uh, let me
2: well, get look, to your a, reply. A few of the members, and I, and I repeat, members have uh, showed me Lee's replies, and as I said, we, without if I if I exclude what he said about me and and Westlife, um, he's given really good responses and detailed responses, and and yeah, you know, gone a great lengths to to try and appease them. I don't. I actually don't know if they're happy with the responses, but from my point of view. It, It wasn't so generic, even though, like, obviously, a few people got the same email. Um, I said the club continuously shoots itself in the foot. In some of his replies, he goes, even though we've been going around in circles. So I don't know how you differentiate between not getting anywhere, shooting yourself in the foot, going around in circles, uh, whatever terminology you use. Um, I do question... I, I can't speak for Lee's motives in terms of that reply. The the cynic in me says he realises that my uncle's put in over a quarter of a million dollars in the last two years as, as a sponsor. And he thought, you know what, maybe I better just tone this down a bit and, uh, and, and try and give a, a proper response from that point of view. Or maybe he just thought, you know what, I went too hard yesterday and I shouldn't have done that. I don't know how he thinks and I'm not going to pretend to how he thinks. As to the millions of dollars he puts in there, I mean, he certainly gets something back out of it. I mean, you know, a few members have kind of said to me, well, he's got some conflicts in terms of he sponsors other clubs and, and he gets a great return out of, you know, the exposure he gets from the West Tigers and all the members tell me, you know, there's Bryden lawyers' emails come in for a free consult, et cetera, et cetera, which is fine. He's a sponsor. But they also say that could be a slight conflict of interest. Um other than that uh, i you know i mean you can read my reply back my reply yeah. with all due respect i probably say i was focused more on being you know 9 out of 10 diplomatic as opposed to really agreeing or believing in anything i just wanted i just mate we're all tigers and i think the irony of the irony of lee and as you said in that second re- response josh he again mention the monetary contribution that members put in now I can become a member for ten dollars or I can get my pet you know dog Carter a five dollar membership or well, he, they're like you know, for- so. Or he could go out and buy five thousand memberships for ten bucks and cost him twenty-five grand and say, Hey look guys, we've got twenty thousand members. Mm. Like we don't have a list of the twenty thousand members. So the membership I can sous
0: that, but that's another that's a nice thing.
2: the membership thing is neither here nor there because as you know with our podcast, it doesn't matter how many people follow us. We've got people that listen that don't even subscribe to the podcast. There'll be people listening tonight that don't follow West Life, don't follow us on anything. And they just want to see, you know, what the outcome of all this was I think the irony of the whole thing is the way Lee came back at me at the first text proves he's a fan. The people, you know, he's like a fan, like he's, he's passionate. And, Mm. and as I said earlier, I think he's frustrated because we've gone backwards and, and, you know, I've put, I've apportioned myself and it's my view, more of the blame on Justin Pascoe than on Lee because he's been there twice as long. So if I said shoot you've shot yourself in the foot continuously and he says we're going around in circles, please tell me the difference. Because if you're going around in circles, it's you're going around in circles because you are shooting yourself in the foot. You're not moving forward. You're not I know they've done a lot of great things. I know that you know there's there's I love the fact that we knock back, like I said, a few of these older players that want to come to our club on stupid money. The caps in good space. They're taking their time, they're not rushing with who we're getting with players. I I hope they don't take too long to decide you know who we're keeping for next year and who we're not in terms of you know we've got to sort out our halves combination and and all this sort of stuff like I know it's not a perfect world but you know he calls me arrogant for for thinking certain things well he was pretty arrogant to think that our podcast isn't legitimatized unless he comes on the podcast like as i said we've had ex players we've had all sorts of people on here and and it's not about that we're we're here for us and we're here for the fans and because we love talking about West Tigers and because we want the best and we're all one, we're all together. But the only analogy I can kind of, even though we're, we're not, I'm not, you know, you and I, and we're not trying to buy the club or anything, but it's almost like in government, you've got to have a strong opposition, you know, to keep the bastards honest. And, you know, for us to call out our club, if things aren't going well, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with us talking about trying to get better, wanting to do better, calling them out. They're obviously listening, even though he, he wants to say, you know, like I say, I, I, I called him a name I shouldn't have called him. What I, what I think of him in terms of how he runs his club and what I think of him as a person are two different things. I don't hate him. I know he can't stand me based on one of the emails and he, and he regrets ever replying to me. I don't care because at the end of the day, he's still a Tigers fan. That's what he is. He's a Tigers fan who puts his money in. And if he wasn't a sponsor, he'd just be a Tigers fan like, like all the rest of us. So... I, I, you know, it, it is what it is. You can read out my reply. I don't think my reply yeah. has that much in it, but yeah. Anyway, do yeah, read it out. I, I, yeah, you may as well read it out. I, I yeah. don't want I, I, the last thing I wanted Josh from Tuesday night was for him to say they read out the nasty email. They didn't read out, you know, what I came back with. Okay, so like I said, I don't know what his reasons were for, you know, if he if he woke up the next day and thought shit. What do I do here? But the funny thing about the whole thing, Josh, if he hadn't said at the end of the first email, uh, if you're going to quote me, quote me in full, I know I never even would have brought the email up on the podcast or the, the text mm. message. I just thought, you know what, that's kind of like he's daring me to mention it. So if we're going to mention it, let's mention it. But I would have kept that conversation private, just like yeah. I've kept, you know, a lot of other things private. So, you know, anyway, you can read out the last one.
0: Okay. So, Rob, your, your response, highly I appreciate you responding to each point I made it in my last text to you. You did question me as a fan and/or supporter in your phone text, but I'm pleased to see you've changed your mind, Lee. I'm a civilized human being, as you are. I enjoyed our conversation late last year, and and as, uh, and I as you do, I want nothing. More than success. Unfortunately, my views on Justin Pascoe, who's been there since late 2015, and sadly, whether his hands were tied or not, oversaw the worst act of treason I've seen on the club, great Robbie Farrar. That stench won't go away. He had the chance to pull the then coach Taylor and Farrar together, be a leader, and fix the problem between coach and club's highest paid player, and at that time, Origin Star, and fix things. We would have played finals in 2016 had Justin acted like a boss should. As you have said previously, not fact, just my own personal opinion, which I can back up, but I'm not going to rant again. Uh, I sincerely appreciate your now second message, whether it's uh, WhatsApp or text. You've kept our communication open, which is all that matters. Have a good day. So things did get more civil um, after that. So, um, yeah, I mean, a few people throwing comments. I see a couple other things. That he said. Look, in terms of the stuff that he said about the show, and I, I know it was a conversation between you and Lee, but um, as I said on Tuesday's show, we are a team, so I just kind of want to touch on. Look, the legitimacy, legit. Oh my God, my tongue's just not working right. <laughs> legitimacy, leg, leg, legitimacy of the uh, of the show, like are thinking that we're not a legitimate show to the fans. Like, and I don't want. We're doing all this. We don't want Lee and the club to be an enemy. Like, we want to um, be on good terms. And as we've said, we promise to, yeah, pure, we'll purely criticize the work, and not, um, not the person because, it, yeah, we, we'll try and um, keep our call cool and not uh, call people names and that sort of thing because we definitely, um, yeah, all of us are guilty of, overstepping the mark on what we've said on this show so we'll try to be more professional going forward but and look I totally understand he doesn't want to come on having said what we've said I mean um, I guess it was like ScoMo never wanted to go on the ABC it's the same thing because if he went on the ABC he'd just get hammered by um, by their journalists so um, but Lee look I, I don't want a big note I say Lee because I, I'm sure he's listening and I hope this all kind of um, allows him to kind of get on with his job and stop thinking about us. But um, I'm not big noting ourselves here, but our goals in terms of reach isn't um, near where we want to be with this show. But season on season, our numbers are going up like, and it's fine to think that like Sen and um, those sort of places going on are a better place to reach fans. And, that we don't represent that many, but look, so we we have we're up to about several thousand downloads a month ish on audio, and then our YouTube, which only started around six, is about five, five and a half, six thousand um, per month. So our, our numbers are looking pretty good, and um, yeah, I mean I can't believe it took so long to do YouTube, but anyway, uh, yeah, so you can kind of do the math how many how many people per episode we do about eight a month. Look, we're not broken. Broken a bar with the Matty Johns podcast. We're not one of the uh, the big boys NRL media, but that's pretty much impossible. We're all about one team. We're purely West Tigers. So my aim with this show was to be the best one NRL team podcast. And if you look at the Apple podcast charts this week, there's only um, yeah, there's only AFL team fan podcasts in there. Then I mean, look look at a little ol' We uh we went to 153 with a bullet, so I mean, and that's despite being the most sufferable team, arguably, to watch the last few years. So, um, there was a Broncos one in there. It's their official podcast that Sam Thaiday does, so we can't really count that. But um, in terms of fan, yeah, but um, yeah, my po- my point in all this is a reach amongst West Tigers fans is reaching levels I only dreamt of when I started this podcast and. We're we're only getting started, Rob, Shane, Nine, and and As, and um everyone, yeah, that contributes to the show, be it the Patreons and that sort of thing. We're we're setting goals for this thing that I never thought we could. So Lee, if you're listening, we don't. Um, there was talk that we have an agenda, an, an agenda in this show, but our goal at the end of the day is like, if our goal is to get as many people to listen to the show if you, you can see this on our YouTube numbers, they're all public. Our, our most listened to episodes are following when we win. So we if we're going after ratings or doing a, doing a Fox News, just doing propaganda for ratings, it's not the way to go about it. It's when the team wins. Um, as much as everyone loves Rob's rants and we get the most social media feedback and emails and stuff, when Rob gets his... Um, yeah gets his passion flowing but yeah people come people come to us the most when we win games so uh and look as rob said before you're a fan and we want all of us just want one thing we want the team to start winning again so not just for our numbers like just our emotional health like we all just yeah our our happiness is literally determined by the 17 blokes that bloody run run out every week but yeah, our numbers are big win win. So and we'd like a relationship with the club where they'd allow players to come on. Not this, I've never heard that they're not allowed to come on, but I was told this is a while ago that basically the media team I, I approached the media team, can we get players come on? And they couldn't help us out and they weren't yeah, basically they I couldn't go through the club. So when we've gotten um Sean, Adam Robbie, um, those sort of things. We've had to kind of do it through our, without the help of the club kind of go, um, yeah, in different avenues is luckily Rob's got a lot of friends. So yeah, so we we want, we want to mend this bridge. We want it to be a good relationship. And again, we ap- apologize for the personal attacks. We will do better. Rob promises, Shane promises, um, as doesn't need to. He's always, he's just, uh, stats guru but um, <laughs> keeps nice and calm but we'll, yeah we'll continue to give cr- constructive criticism every square inch of the West Tigers on and off the field that's what we do but that's what we're about I I'd also apologise for the time that we've probably wasted this week replying to all the emails like guys just might want to leave him alone and it's probably sounding like that they've said something to us to make us do this they haven't we just um, we honestly just want to make yeah make, make amends here. So, um, sorry if we're wa- for wasting your time this week. If you're replying to a thousand emails, so probably the same thing. You can kind of understand why you copied and paste because it's probably the same email over and over. But um, yeah. So I mean, on a personal level, look, I've, the whole membership thing. Um, that's probably the thing that people have reached out to us. A- the most about is the the members' comment. And I mean, myself, I've been a premium slash platinum member for several years. Um, I've got 35 West Tigers jerseys yeah. in the cupboard, literally sitting there in the cupboard. Um, I've come into Concord and I've done ads for the club, it's like spent my free time. I was on the members' committee. So I'll, And look, I'll be a member next year despite the torture of the last few years. I, I would never give up. Um, and I keep telling myself, when we're good again, I've got to earn the right to. This is my theory on the membership. So, yeah, I kind of, I kind of get where he's at with people financially committing. Um, because personally, I feel like I'm a bit more of a cl- part of the club with a membership. But yeah, but in terms of, um, how many people out there are like me? I mean, it's obviously twenty thousand ish because it's kind of plateaued the numbers. So, when when you are talking about people who aren't members, I wouldn't really call think of them as non-members. I would think of them as potential members because the West Tigers should have forty thousand members minimum. Like Tim Sheens has come out and said there were what four hundred thousand fans out there. So, I mean, the membership should be way higher. So, maybe not think about yeah, non-members as lesser, they maybe start giving these people a reason why they should become a member. But because not everyone is in the position or isn't has the opinion that I do that where I just... Yeah, I get, and as the same, we're both premium season ticket holders and we do that, um, yeah, every year. But sending out a virtual handshake to uh, West Tigers membership. So please just, um, yeah... We'll uh, put a cap on this, and please just go turn our club back into a uh, a winning winning club, like we want it to. So, um, yeah, as you've been a bit quiet there, we'll talk a bit of footy in a second. But, um, Rob, anything last yeah, I, last final, final final cap on this? Just to final so move on actually.
2: course, I, I respect everything you just said, Josh. Um. Lee's upset, you know, that we've, to use his words in an email, we've played the man, not the ball. I think that's a term, you know, that probably derives from soccer or basketball or something like that. We play rugby league. Uh, I've gone at the man carrying the ball. I've gone at the men carrying the ball. Uh, Lee's called me a propagandist, uh, you know, to a member, which, you know, so that's, look, I will still go at these guys, but I won't swear I won't do anything like that, but I'm not going to stop calling them out. You know, whether whether they like it or they or they don't. You know, we, I don't. You you mentioned, you know, sorry for wasting your time in returning emails. I, I love connecting with the fans. I loved that I had to reply to people. I don't think it's a bad thing that Lee got to taste all that. I don't know if Justin Pascoe got any emails or not. I will tell you what I did here. I heard they got booed violently at halftime on Sunday at Campbelltown when they went out on the field. I spoke to a member today who was in the stands at Campbelltown. He said he's never heard anything like it. He goes, it was just like absolute full-scale booing. Um, and if I am a propagandist, let me give you the definition of a propagandist. I think a propagandist is a fancy word. We don't want to swear, so I'll, I'll just tone it a little bit. A, a propagandist is a bullcrap artist, okay? Now, let me give you an example of what a bullcrap artist would say to you. If I asked you what's the future of the coach, at this club, and I replied, as of May the 29th, 2022, Michael Maguire is contracted to the club until the end of 23 to be the West Tigers coach. I would call that propaganda, and I would call that said by propagandists, propagandist, okay, and misleading our fan group. Now, he doesn't have to say the truth, but he's spinning it. I would also say if you approached a sponsor for money and you said, the West Club is moving forward, it's going great, we're making all the right moves, this is the place to be and we're going backwards, like perhaps a CEO might do with a sponsor, I'd call that propaganda and, and being a propagandist. So if you want to call me a propagandist, call me a propagandist, but you want to talk about hypocrisy, you know, that's hypocrisy right there. And in the first text, when I was uh, accused of leaks, it was funny he said, you don't say anything about leaks. And I mentioned that my sort of leaking was very minor. What I said about Justin three or four years ago on the Tripodina pod, you know, that anything Justin said to me wasn't said, hey, Rob, this is between us. He spoke to every fan. There was nothing like don't leave this in-house or don't say anything to anyone, which is why I mentioned it. Now, when I asked about the, the leaks, he said, you know, hypocrisy to me. This is Lee, hypocrisy. He never said, we're not leaking. He just said, you're accusing us of leaks, but then you leak. So he didn't even deny that there's leaks there. Um, the media don't want to borrow this. Now, I don't know what it's for, why they don't why don't they, they don't touch the chairman or the CEO, but they're just they'll go at our coaches, I'll go at our fans, I'll go at anyone. But these guys just, you know, they I don't know what it is. I, I don't know if it's because Brighton sponsored newspapers or they've got a great relationship or they take them out for lunches or whatever the case may be. But if we don't call out our club, at the, at the highest level, who's going to do it? That's that's all it is. And, and we only we only want the best. So if I've played the man, I think I've played the man carrying the ball. And I know he's trying his hardest. And I think, like I said earlier, I think the reason he's so upset with what I've said is he's trying his hardest and he hasn't been capable so far of taking us to the promised land. And, and the fact that I point it out all the time, and, and especially with Justin, who's been there double the amount of time that that's the part that gets him. So anyway, that's yep. my final thing on that. Let's 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 move on and talk about our pre season match against Canterbury.
0: It, yeah, for those concerned, we're not going to stop criticizing, but we'll criticize okay. the job they're doing and just not exactly um, go um, yeah too over the top. We'll still call a spade a spade and be the show that you guys have uh, come to love. Right, as let's talk some actual rugby league. Um, on the field and we have an NRL W team coming. So uh obviously the West Tigers only currently have a Harvey Norman New South Wales women's premiership. We are joining the WNRL alongside the Cowboys, Raiders, uh what's the third one I'm forgetting? Sharks. Sharks Sharkies. So um yeah, how, how happy are you about this? I, I can't wait to um, have a team to be emotionally attached to in the NRLW and expanding to 10, 10 teams.
1: In what's been a very bleak season for the men's, I am very, very excited, very, very psyched to uh, be able to support a women's West Tigers NRLW team next year. I'm very, very excited. It's going to be amazing.
0: And fingers crossed, Rob, we can, yeah, we can hold on because we've got some pretty big names, uh, the Serguses and Vet Walsh and that sort of thing. Um, Yeah, contracts are only one year at a time, the women's. So, yeah, fingers crossed we can get a couple of superstars and be competitive in that comp.
2: Yeah, it'd be good. Um, I hope they can align the women's games to some of our NRL games, whether they be before or after, so that. We actually don't have to make a separate trip to watch the games because that's how you're going to build up interest. Mm. You give people are tasting and, and they say, hey, this women's game isn't too bad, and then eventually they'll be able to, like, stand on their own and, and you can go out to the games on their own. But for now, I just hope that when they play these games, they don't play them on a Monday night or a Thursday night or some ungodly hour where only their friends and relatives are watching it. So it, yeah. needs, it needs to be – we need to be able to get to watch them, you know, like give them a little bit of a, a sort of leg to stand on, so to speak.
0: The season tender goes the NRL semi, it becomes kind of the semi final. Um, So we might have it, we'll have a team in September to support finally. Um, No, fingers crossed 2023, we can have two teams in September. Um, Righto, Luciano Leilua has been released. That happened not long after we, what, 12 hours after we went off air. So, Wednesday morning. Um, no, it happened before. Did we talk about
2: it on Tuesday? We, we, spoke, we spoke about it on Tuesday. We did, not but... we?
0: Oh, the, 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 actually... Sorry, the, the Cowboys can't afford him is what's happened since. But um, where are we up anyone...
2: to? Where are we up to? I don't know. Is so, Todd
0: Payton, right. Payton's come out and said, look, we'll work it out. They're going to work it out somehow. And he'll play um, against the Broncos. But, yeah, it's... um yeah, it's pretty funny. Apparently, the Tigers kind of asked them if they want to do it just before the team list came out, and, and they gave a a verbal okay. The Cowboys and not realizing that they might not actually be able to. It's pretty funny, but um, either way, as do you think it's a yeah, still a good thing to let just let him go and take his cash. Yeah,
1: I, I guess I have to change my tone on that a little bit. Um I didn't it, I completely forgot about the part where if we keep him and he just plays reserve grade then we're paying him all that cash to for him to just sit in reserve grade and have a nice nice payday because of it. I feel like we did what we needed to do. It would have been nice if we could have gotten something in return. Um cuz what I think that now gives us a squad of 28, so we've got two two spots to make up by the end of this month, I think. Mm um
0: but Keys yeah I,
1: still sad to see him go um he was like you said he was one of our best players in the early rounds of this season started to drop off a little bit um after we won those two games uh and just yeah had a very poor outing against manly and I guess he yeah like i said on tuesday i guess he was halfway out the door
0: Rachel asked, "Do we have to pay any money?" As far as I'm, as far as I know, Rob, it's just a clean cut. He's off the books.
2: I believe it is, and I believe yeah. that the Cowboys were really pushing it because they lost one of their back rowers uh, for the year, uh, Helium. Mm. Uh, look, I, I said on Tuesday night. I think it's a it's a great move. Um, you know, it frees up some cap space. Whether we want to upgrade anyone for this year, which I'd highly doubt or we want to use it to pay, you know, as you've always professed, Josh, you know, prepay someone for next year. Um, it, from a salary cap point of view, guys, um, we've got to spend the money anyway. But the salary cap money is like, you know, as it was put to me uh, by one of the board members, it's like monopoly money. You've got to spend it anyway. It's not like we get to keep it in our pocket and, and you know, we, we're financially better off. That money has to be spent. So it's, it's 100% the right move to let him go. In terms of what we're trying to do for 2023, and I I know we still have to be competitive on the field, but, you know, and and Luke Garner's done nothing wrong. I I mean, I think Kelma Tuolangi has kind of turned it up for the last month or so, to be honest. But I just think we shouldn't have, you know, this is the problem with this 18-month-in-advance thing, especially when you're out of contention. I Mm -hmm. think you just need to just, you know, let them go. Like, just let them play New South Wales Cup. Well, what, what benefit are we getting out of playing Luke Garner or... To lungi for next year it's no benefit yeah. like I, I get Luke especially he's tried his heart out he's he's played great in the centers he's he's done amazingly well but what do we get why aren't we trying you know Junior Tupu or someone like that if he's going to play in the centers like we just we we. I, I know it's kind. I mean I guess they're trying to have a bit of a compromise situation because we actually don't have a very strong squad and we've still got some injuries but Anyone that is not going to be a part of the West Tigers 2023 squad should not be playing first grade this year, in my opinion, unless you literally can't field a team. So that that's the only thing I'd say to that. Um, so I'm disappointed, like I said, not so disappointed for Luke Garner, even though I, I think we shouldn't be playing anyone, but Tualangy to have a spot the way he's played the last month or so is, is pretty disappointing from my end. We've got to have another option in there that we can blad or, or do something we're, you know, anyway, that's
0: that's just my thoughts on it, guys. Judy Tiger mentioned the Nathan Brown. Um, yeah, I that's for next year. I think the Eels they're not going to let him go this year. It's just their cap; for ne- they can't fit him in their cap.
2: They've given him permission to, to talk to other clubs. That's he, about he...
0: about next year, not this year. Correct. Yeah. Um, thoughts on Nathan Brown coming home,
2: Rob? Oh, for me, for me, I just think it'd be as good as the most West Tigers thing you could ever do. Like he was a junior. We we blooded yeah. him we debuted him the day that we played St George with uh, Luke Brooks in 2013. And so it'd be just it'd be typical West Tigers to have him in your system, let him go and then sort of pay top dollar to get him back. Mm. That'd just be typical West I mean the guy can play. I mean he's he, he'd add yeah, to our yeah, I mean, so I don't know how old he is. He'd probably still be what, just over mid twenties, because he was quite young in what would he 20... be twenty six? Twenty six?
0: No, he's twenty nine, isn't he? As twenty nine. is he... I don't actually know. Didn't he <laughs> think he was Tell that on. old. Someone in our Discord said it today. Hang on, let me look it up. As do you, would you bring him home?
1: I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't say yes. I wouldn't say no. I don't think he's quite the player he was a few years ago. Um. I'm not a fan of the grubby style of game that he plays. The penalty at the,
0: the penalty. short uh, blow.
1: Yeah, that was, that that was, that's the main one I'm referencing um, where he laid down for the penalty and the moment the whistle was blown, got up, uh, no crusher anymore. So
0: he'll be 30 in March.
1: Okay. Next March. Oh, geez. So will I,
0: I'm the same age as him. He's a 93 baby. (laughs) Like you. Yeah. But uh, the whole, I mean, the the Sean Bloor thing, Adam said, we put a video up of Bloor crunching Stefano in Jersey Flag for the Panthers. Um, It's on our Facebook somewhere. So, I mean, it's war on, they get over it. I I don't think there's any actual personal blood between them. They're both just lunatics on the field.
2: Yeah, it's uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I don't know where
0: I stand. In just in eighteen about. months, so it's possibly this year as well. Mm, hmm. I don't know. I'm not sure. Twenty forty-seven. Brown is fat, lazy, and dumb. Exactly, exactly the player we don't need. Um, I don't know. Uh, maybe, maybe I haven't watched him recently close enough. I, I don't know. I always thought it was a kind of mongrel
2: that we needed. He's always played above his weight. He's always played above his weight. Yeah. He brings it off the back fence. He can't offload. Look, I, I think really deep down, he's probably a tiger at heart. The fact that he came through our junior system, like he, he probably, he probably wouldn't mind coming back. I just don't know. And it's down where, the money where, as well. Where. Yeah, I guess it is too. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm really on the fence with this one. I, I wouldn't say it's a bad signing if we got him, but I wouldn't be like doing backflips either.
0: Yeah. So I mean, if it's, yeah a couple hundred k i mean you don't sign him on half a mil 600k sign, if it's yeah
2: i, th- I think i could... think he i think he could earn 4 or 500,000 though josh i i think you he's reckon? capable of it yeah mm. i think he's capable of that sort of earn i
0: mean yeah the dolphins are got to start signing people so which they they got a couple this week but maybe go up and live, get some cash on the uh, gold coast uh Righto. Uh, do you boys know any much about Tristan Riley? So a Rara player that we've signed uh, this this week. Anyone got so any intel?
2: No, no intel. I, I saw the I saw the news on Facebook and uh, Twitter. Watched,
0: but yeah, I haven't watched Rugby Union since Steve Larkham was playing for the Wallabies, so I don't okay. know too much about it. But anyone in the comments, let us know if you um. Yeah, rate right, that kid or not. So around the grounds this weekend, uh, Jersey flag is 12.30 Saturday. They're playing at Belmore against the Doggies. New South Wales Cup uh, before first grade. So if you're heading out to the game, like as is on Sunday, you can watch our Cup team. Um, they're playing one forty at Combank. And the Harvey Norman girls, they're playing Saturday at 4 p.m. at Wente, uh Ringrose Park against so, um, yeah, the the Magpies are looking – Jimmy Roberts is playing there. I'll try and find – have you boys seen the Magpies team for this week? It,
2: I haven't I haven't seen the list yet, uh, Josh. No. I did. I did. It didn't look too bad. Yeah.
0: Talk for a little bit while I try and find it, boys, so I could bring it up on the screen. Um, James Roberts back in second grade. Rob, is – do you think he can fight his way back into first grade?
2: Oh, definitely with the way our centres are going, he could. But it's um, just going to be interesting to see how he comes uh, off that operation uh, on his back. It's it's a real hard thing to come back on. And uh, I just I just feel with James Roberts, it's just hard for him to stay in first grade, you know, body-wise. Like, he, he's just tried so hard. Earlier in the year, I thought he was great, beyond my wildest expectations. But, um, yeah, look, he's got a lot to play for you know, if he wants to be around next year. But uh, I'm not so sure how he'll go. So I've got the
0: team list up on the screen for those watching. Uh, Junior Tupo at fullback. is Israël Ogden and Junior Pulga at in the wings. Gildart and Jimmy Roberts in the centres. Jock Madden in the halves with Zane Kamrau, I think that's how you pronounce it. Vanilla Pol, Austin Diaz, front row. Jakey Simkin at hooker. Uh, Jake Simkin, boys, like, should he be in first grade? Like, where are we sitting on that side as?
1: I still think he should be in first grade. Mm-hmm. I mean, Little's not putting too many feet wrong at the moment. Um,
0: yeah, he he's, was, he's wasn't too bad last week.
1: He's serviceable without being brilliant, I think.
0: Yeah, it's tough. It's it's actually quite, quite a hard decision to make. But um, Peachy's playing 13. So, yeah, it's a pretty decent when I say decent a lot of first grade um, uh, experience in that Maggie side right on to
1: now that most of our um, players are off the injured list the reserve grade team looks a lot better yeah. because those other first grade or those got blokes who were playing first grade uh, back in reserve grade so we've got more NRL experienced players there
0: yeah yeah that's the um yeah people someone asked me today why a our cup team struggling so much last year. I think coming, what they finished before lockdown, they were second or first.
1: I think they were third. third they Yeah. yeah they had just been overtaken by the Eels and the Panthers were miles ahead.
0: But yeah, basically we've just had to take players out of them to play first grade. Right. first grade this week. So four o'clock Sunday or four or five PM Sunday afternoon against the doggies at Combank stadium for some reason, Don't know why we're not playing at Homebush, why we're playing Canterbury and Parramatta um, again. Uh, So, Dane Laurie at fullback, David Nofaluma, Kemba on the wing, Stafford Toa and Kepa Owa goes into the centres for the suspended. uh, Brett Naden, Brooks and Hastings in the halves. uh, Front row, Jimmy Tarmow, Zane Musgrove. uh, Again, Jacob Little, hooker. Garner and Tualagi in second row. Joffa, uh, often at 13. New Brown, back in first grade, which is good to see. He's at 14. Alex twelve and Adam Dwayke, our uh, that beautiful man. He's back in first grade, finally. And Alex Safar, also uh, on the bench. Jake Simpkin is 18th man. Uh, Rob, how good to see Adam's name back in the... Uh, team list?
2: Oh, it's fantastic. And it's, it's actually quite surprising given all the talk that they were going to hold him back, hold him back, hold him back, maybe not even let him play till later in the year. And suddenly he's on the bench. Look, even though I keep saying it's a preseason game, the one shining light we could get from this would be, you know, Adam to, you know, we can't expect too much from him, but he's the sort of guy that imposes his will when he gets on the field. So, you know, I'd, I'd expect if he, you know, survives the first couple of weeks in terms of, you know, no hiccups with the injury, et cetera, um, he might be that guy that can just give us a little bit of hope or inspiration, you know, for, for the rest of the year in terms of looking forward uh, to the team play. Uh, one thing I am excited about, Josh, is seeing Kapoor at centre for nothing more than he hasn't really played much centre. I think he played one game last year and looked really strong before he got injured. So it will just the be a uh, game and, he was of, it wasn't was wasn't he? He played it he played a decent game, I mean, in, in defense at least anyway. So uh I'm looking forward to that. Uh you know I think as I said earlier, I think the biggest challenge Brett kamali has got is getting him up mentally for the game and, and making sure they're in it for 80 minutes. Canterbury are on a high. Uh, they've thrashed you know they thrashed Para who don't seem to like public holiday Mondays, uh, whether it be against us or whether it be against Canterbury. So all the teams running last. Yeah, they don't like Mondays, as uh, as they say, <laughs> once upon a time. But uh, <coughs> excuse me. Yeah. So look, Canterbury are on a high. Uh, Ado Car will be wanting to get his origin spot back. Uh, I think Caraz might be in a bit of doubt, which I hope he doesn't play uh, because he's been he's been really good lately. So. Yeah, look, we'll just see how we go. We've got to stop Burton and his kicking game. And, yeah, it'd be interesting. Not for Loomer up against Adokar. That should be fun to watch. Uh, but, yeah, other than that, I've I've emotionally detached myself from the year. It's just, it's over. But, you know, you, I'll watch You say that,
0: that but, but, but when it kicks off 4 o'clock, we'll all be swearing at the TV or swearing no, up from the no, stands. not me.
2: No way. Okay. No, won't be, not me, sorry. I, I hope everyone else does, but not me.
0: Uh, a question, probably for you, Rob. Carlos asked, "What's Robbie's role at the moment? He was in the coach's box, sitting behind Aaron and I
2: last week. I, I didn't. I haven't contacted Robbie for about two and a half weeks. Uh, I can't ask him, but I'm not. I'm not sure of what his role is, or if he's given up the blue shirt. Maybe he was in the box because you know he wasn't feeling well and he and he couldn't run. I'm, I'm really not sure, to be honest. Or maybe they're just trying help, to help, help Kamali help, out, Kamali yeah. and, and <coughs> Excuse me, get him into into the box, so and, and just have a bit more of a, a role and give him a bit, a bit of a taste of what it's like to be in the coach's box. So I'm really not sure about that, Carla. But um, you know, next time I speak to Robbie, I'll, I'll ask him. Uh, Tiger
0: twenty forty forty seven. a Car paying thirteen dollars for a hat trick. That's free money. Yeah, it um as it could. That uh, that side of the field might get a bit messy on Sunday. What are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I have a feeling that side of the field's going to be terrorised. Um, Noffard, yeah, very prone to going in off his wing. So if he continues to do that, then Adokar is just going to score a bucket load of tries and he might uh, overtake Alex Johnston by a long way for leading try scorer for the season up to this point. Mm. That's, uh, uh, which is the most concerning... Well, one of the two most concerning parts of the game this week for me,
0: uh, in terms of betting, we're two dollar outsiders and one and a half start at the moment. Bulldogs a dollar eighty, so we're underdogs against the uh, the wooden spooners, which is Rob. It's not good times when that. Um,
2: it's you can't you can't blame the betting to be like that.
0: Yeah, and of have, course.
2: I, I think, like I said, I think if the Tigers were there for 80 minutes, you know, it's it's a toss of the coin job. If if we're not there mentally, if we're not there mentally, then it's going to be a, a tough thing. I'm a bit worried, like, as, uh, you know, Adokar scored a, a try off a cross kick last week, um, you know, and I don't know if you guys remember, but Adokar didn't play against us a few weeks ago, maybe a month mm. or so ago at Leichhardt, and Burton did one of those cross kicks. I think it was for Karaz as well, so so we've got to be really on the ball for that uh, kick early in the tackle count or in the mid of the tackle count, like tackle three, tackle four, when we're all up in the line, um, so I'm, I'm sure they'll try and expose that, and, and you'd hope Kamali would be all over that as well, um, but yeah, it's, uh, I don't know, I'm sure, I mean, he's got a massive pace advantage against Knopfler, but... I, I don't know. I, I just, I, I'm just really more concerned about if we're going to be up for the game. That's all. Like I said, we, mm. we, we put in for 60 minutes the other day and we just fell apart mentally. And I, I just, I just hope the boys can just play for 80 minutes, you know, and, and at least not be embarrassed or not have a 38 nil scoreline when there was nothing to play for late last year against Canterbury. Are
0: oh, they 15th at the moment. Uh, of course, because of the, the bye. Uh, Looking at about eighteen degrees at kickoff on Sunday as so you could probably wear shorts. I'd wear shorts. Eighteen degrees. That's not that's I might not good, need jumper. literally what are we we're pretty much at, at the winter solstice, the dead center of winter. So <laughs> the uh, the darkest the darkest days literally only days away, Rob, so it gets lighter after that. So fingers crossed that's a um, a metaphor <laughs> for this club. So as I'll let put you on the spot, how do you think this one goes? What's your prediction?
1: Well, like a moron in all of my tipping comps, I've gone and tipped us. So I think I think we'll get the job done. I, I know it's gonna be close. A lot's gonna come down to how well the team goes if they can start playing for each other or playing for the coach, the new the new interim coach, more so. I feel like they're still playing for each other, they're just not there. Um the same way as a lot of us fans are. I agree with what I think it was Rachel was saying before about it being a small bench. I am rather concerned about the fact that we do seem to only have two forwards on the bench with um, AD and uh, Farmanu there as well. So I'm not really sure how the rotations are going to go. Fahmanu's there probably to play hooker. I think I heard someone say that um A D is going to be a center when he comes on, so I imagine he'll take the place of um Kapoa at some point. But yeah, I I I'm concerned about the pack. I'm concerned about um the team's uh momentum or not momentum, uh energy and commitment, willingness play. Yeah. Uh, commitment. That's the word I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna I'm gonna tip with my heart and I'm I'm going to say we're going to get the win. It'll be close, though. I don't I don't see us blowing them out. Bulldogs are going to be uh, running high on adrenaline and momentum after the win against Para on Monday, although yep. they had a really good win against the Roosters early in the season. They follow, followed that up with a horror show. So as Tigers fans, we can only hope for more of the same from them.
0: Mm. Yeah, the effort thing just gives me no confidence whether our guys are going to turn up and... You only in rugby league if you only turn up ninety five percent, that can be disastrous. Um, exactly. Yeah, line speed, line speed is the word. As born just said in the comments, Kathy uh, asked, "Does anyone know uh, David Riccio reporting he to have a positional switch Sunday?" Um, I mean, he's off coming off the bench. Uh, have you heard anything, Rob? Does, I'm not. Is sure. that, does no, that I mean? Can- he- you go. Does that mean he's going to start in the centers or something? Or
2: I think she means by positional switch that he, when he plays, he'll be playing in the centers. I, I guess you know most West Tigers fans want him to play at number six, you know, or well, five eighth. So yeah, I, I guess that's what she means by positional switch. Mm-hmm. Unless she means is he going to start instead of D from the bench? I'm I'm really not sure to be brutally honest. I'd play him. I'd just put him start him in the centers and drop Kepa yeah, Ola,
0: but. Um, I don't know. That's that's my thought. How would you play it, Maz?
1: I think the centres, probably the way to go. Uh, you probably don't want him getting his hands on the ball too much after coming off an ACL injury. Uh, if he plays in the centres, that gives him a chance to shore up his defence a little bit out there, uh, get his hands on the ball a decent amount without overdoing it. Um, I don't, uh, like Brock was saying, I don't think... That will be the case because I think that's why Farmanu Brown yeah is in the squad to to replace Lids at Hooker. Um,
0: yeah, having Adam on the bench, yeah, it just doesn't make sense.
2: It's a very light bench, guys. It's mm. I, I don't know what that's all about. But look, we're you know we're days away from Sunday, so that 19th 19 man squad or whatever it'll be by then that could change before Sunday. So. Maybe the bench will get a little bit of a mix up, and we'll we'll get a third forward on there. But it, it's pretty dangerous, especially you know with the likes of Tavita Pengai Junior. and and what have you. They can they can cause a lot of havoc with you know second phase play. Who've we got uh, the reserves right, there, Josh?
0: The reserve, the team list. Yeah. Uh, you want me to bring it up?
1: Yeah, I don't think yeah, I don't think you
0: went through. The oh, reserve, sorry, uh, reserves is in the bench. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I, thought you, I was thinking, I thinking magpies. That's before. the one. Yeah, extended bench. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Jakey Simkin, Vanilla Pole, Austin Diaz, Junior Supo, Tyrant. Pe- I mean, there's not. Yeah, I don't know. Austin Diaz debut.
1: Yeah, looking at that, looking at that reserves list, most of those guys are in the are in the seventeen for the Maggies. So unlikely to see any changes from the seventeen.
0: Yeah. Oh, they can always pull them out. Like Jakey Simpkin is eighteenth man, but um, it's I mean,
2: pretty clear to see Kamali is a is a little man as opposed to a Simpkin man, isn't he? Like the second man, yeah. he, he bought little in, so that that's kind of him wanting to make his mark. And I and I think Kamali is trying to say he wants to really put his imprint on the team this week. He reckons he only got two training sessions last week, et cetera, et cetera, to try and get it right, and he didn't have enough time. So, you know, I, I think I think we'll be competitive for a reasonable amount, but I just think, you know, the, the, pretty much like the Manly game, the last 15, 20 minutes, I think Canterbury will probably get away with it and, you know, win by 14 points or thereabouts. we this uh Brocker Dwight at six, Hastings at seven, Brooks
0: at nine, New to 13, Joffre in the forward rotation. Don't mind it. What do you reckon? Uh, it's throwing a, darts at a dartboard. It is, say, that's a, a hell of a uh, shuffle.
2: Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Let's just hope eventually something sticks. Yeah. and you know, we, we get it right. Like, like I say, that's, that's why I call this a trial. You know, like it's, it's... We're literally... It's an experiment now. And it's really sad that we're experimenting halfway through the year in June. But, yeah. but that's the reality of it.
0: Are we are we worse than we were in lockdown? Are we... As in the, the bubble last year. Are we the worst state of mind when it comes to the football because it was pretty low, well, pretty low, especially after that Storm game.
1: They had some really good wins in that bubble too. Uh, yeah. The win against the Broncos was really good. The win against the Cowboys up there as well was really good. But yeah, it's, yeah. it seems like it's going to be a lot harder work um,
2: for the next 11 games. Yeah, look, prior to Magic Sacking, Josh and, and Aaron, I think I think our, our best game and our worst game were miles apart last year. But this year, I feel like the, the gap, even though we've had some bad games, they're, they're not as bad. That Melbourne game is as low as we could be. Uh, personally, for me, this is, this is as low as I felt. This is worse than being 0-5. This is as, really as bad as I felt because normally our season's over, you know, early August, or we're starting to get into that mathematical equation. By then, to be to be even two months away from August and still be, you know, in this position, it's you know, look as as Lee said in his emails to members, no one in the club would be happy about the situation. Like Blind Freddy can see that, but you know, how, how do you how do you convince members to stay members? How do you convince fans to become members uh, when you know we're in this position? What what I do think, guys, and this is no information. This is just my own hunch. I think with all the scrutiny going on the club, uh, the way it has and especially with you know the, the fallout I had with the chairman, I think we're going to have a coach announced in the next week or so. I, I don't think we're going to be holding back for another month or two. I, I think yeah. the coaching position has to be resolved really quickly. We need to get hope of some sort. Now, I know we're looking to 2023, but we've still got no hope for 2023 at the moment. We, the fans and members, we need to see some direction. We need to say, righto, we've got our man, whether it be Seraldo or Payton or Morris or whoever they're looking at, we've just got to get that happening and and get a bit of positivity, you know, back in in the West Tigers and and show that we're on the right track for next year because right now we're not, we're nowhere. We're we're in the middle of nowhere, somewhere out in the bush, somewhere just stuck, you know, hoping this next few weeks goes away.
0: The thing about the coach um, situation as well, from what I've heard, they're not going to even look into offering a contract to Adam uh, Jackson. Uh, who's the third one? Dane Laurie. So they're not even going to, um, basically they're going to get the new coach in and Lee's letter said it before they handed Madge the keys um, and Ivan before that, they make the decisions on who they sign and, um, all that I'd say, Sheens might have a little bit more of a say now, but yeah, they're going to determine basically: do they pay Adam? Do they pay him like a five eight, or do they offer him centers money? And Jackson, will Jackson get halfback money, or will a coach come in and move him to thirteen? So the Jackson Hastings, the thirteen thing, apparently is still on the table. So um, yeah, it's all it's all a trial, and then. We get a new coach and there's a trial again because a new coach coming in, trying his
2: stuff. So, um, Well, well yeah, the club's a true. bit of a jam, Josh. We're in a little bit of a jam because they know that, you know, other clubs would be after guys like Jackson Hastings or Adam Gwayhe that'll, that'll make their roster better. But at the same time, rightfully, you know, the club wants to get that coach so the coach can make that decision on who he wants. But you can't wait. Too long to get that coach because you know, like, what if we've seen what contracts are worth in terms of you know how they work, especially with the West Tigers? If you want out, you know, if you're Corey, Corey Thompson or Ryan Madison or Luciano Lua, the second you say you want out, you're gone. So, you know, there's nothing stopping another team offering Jackson Hastings or anyone else, even though they're contracted for another 18 months with us, to just walk out and leave and just say, Hey guys, I've got a three or four year offer for a lot more money than what you're giving me. See you later. So I get the fact that they want to wait for the coach but hurry up and get the coach like get the right guy you know because these guys aren't going to wait around forever so you know i i think it's it's all well and good to say yeah let the coach decide and once we get him he can do it but you just can't wait like tim sheen said last tuesday night nine days ago after the day match got sacked you know i'm not going to be pressed by you blokes referring to the media at the time on 360 about when I'm going to get a coach, it'll be sometime between four and eight weeks from now. I, I don't believe that. I think if they're after Cerraldo and Serraldo said yes tomorrow, they'd announce it the day after. There, you know. So I just, I just think we're going to get a coach sooner rather than later, because the club needs some hope and we don't have any right now.
0: Uh, Adam asked on YouTube the Hastings and Newcastle news. Look, I think that's just his management. <clears throat> trying to give West Tigers the hurry up and look, till November nothing can happen and I don't think Jackson yeah technically yeah of course the Roosters do it all the time Uh, Jackson, Adam and Dane I don't think will be the type of people to spit the dummy and try and break their contract for next year or something like that I I think a new coach will come in, work out where to play them, I think it A coach coming in, Luke Brooks, the Luke Brooks contract next year. Um, Yeah, they'll try and even if they have to pay him half his wage to go elsewhere, that that'll probably happen. I think. I think because he's off contract at the end of next year as well. So uh, I look. I hope so. I hope. I hope they do. I hope the new coach comes in, and. Yeah, and we've got the money too. Like it's there's no excuse. I mean, man, it's, it, but it feels eerily similar to um, Tedesco, Woods,
2: Brooks, and Moses. So, um, wouldn't yeah. it be so West Tigers, Josh, if um, all the talk of Luke Brooks was going to go to Newcastle, and it ends up being Jackson Hastings? Yeah, that, that'd be pretty West Tigers now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> who
0: who's the um the the Gordon equivalent this time? For, for the replacement,
2: <laughs> the, the Gordon equivalent at halfback.
0: Yeah. So for those for so those who don't know, Adrian Tipper came on last year and said that Justin Pasco, when we lost Tedesco, he said, "Don't worry, we will get Michael Gordon on half the price, or fifth so of the fifth of the
2: price, fifth of the, fifth price. Of the price, yeah." And it's still Gee, who'd be the bargain basement uh, halfback? I, I, I'm trying to think of who one of the worst halfbacks is. Like, I can't think right now. I don't know. Maybe New South Wales Cup halfback or something. I, I really couldn't yeah. couldn't pick one right now.
0: I agree with Phil here. Jackson should be seven. <clears throat> but the thing is, Jock, what do you do? Jock Maddens and I one I left out there. What do you do with Jock? Jock as well. It's suck to see him go elsewhere as well. So it's uh, it's tough. Yeah, but um, right now, as have fun. The three of us aren't going to be at the game. on. I mean, it's an away game. So uh, I'm going to see Jim Jeffries Sunday night. So I will be watching the game at home before I head off there. I might need a laugh to uh, not think about rugby league for a (laughs) while. And, um, yeah, have someone else swearing in front of me and getting angry instead. But, um, yeah, enjoy the game. Rob, try to – I mean, you said you're going to be calm about the game. So have a beer, relax, and then we'll uh, break it all down on Monday. Thanks to everyone who's joined us this week and tonight. Um, Yes, a lot of people in the chat saying the Dragons have flogged the Rabbitohs. And um, I think we're all happy about that because it's always nice seeing the Bunnies lose as well. But more importantly, as always, boys – Tell us in the chat. You know how we end the show: go the tigers. Go the tigers. Go the tigues. Thanks for listening to another episode of the West Life Podcast. As always, we are sponsored by West Ashfield Leagues Club, and as well as MG Pump Solutions. If you could please subscribe, if you'd love to hear us again, we're going to have episodes every twice a week every week this season Mondays and Thursdays so we're gonna as the season rolls in uh, be sure to catch us every week and if you can give us a like on the social so at West Life Pod on Instagram and Twitter uh, search for West Life Podcast on Facebook and if you'd like to take part in the show uh, patreon.com forward slash West Life it's just a couple of bucks a month to help grow the show. We'll see you again next time on the West Life Podcast.